0: Hello, it's Dawn. And this is my podcast, Dawnversations. It's a variety show about real life stuff. And there's something on here for everybody. So if that sounds good to you, let's go. Hi, Alicia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I've been wanting to really focus zeroing in on bullying for a long time and um, Mm -hmm. I kind of got around it but I never really went straight for it so I'm anxious to talk to you so welcome and thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me I'm excited. Yeah me too. Um, I assume because if this is something you're passionate about then you were probably bullied as a child.
1: I was yes. How old were you? I, so it started like the end of fourth grade into fifth grade and it went on. So I went to a private school, kindergarten through eighth grade. And so it went on straight through fifth grade through eighth grade every single day.
0: Yeah, I did too. Same thing. Parochial school, K through eight. And those, how many kids were in your class? I know there was like 29 in mine or something.
1: Yeah, I think there were like 20 in mine. I, it
0: makes you wonder so much why a switch is flipped. Like why all of a sudden right. you're, you're the target? Because I, I was there. I've been there. I've been bullied too. I, so so take me back there. I mean, if it won't upset you at all. what
1: Do you remember? Do all the memories really stick out for you? Pretty much they all stick out to me because they had such an impact on me that I I remember so much. Like I remember all of their names. I remember exactly what they looked like. Um, and I remember, I mean, everything was perfectly fine, you know, typical school up until one day, like literally like a switch went off. And I remember being at recess and going up to like, hang out with the girls I used to always hang out with. And suddenly they like walked away from me and like completely excluded me. And I was like, what happened? Like, something wrong? Did I do something? And that was the start of it. And it just literally escalated more and more every day as to what was going on. Like they would make fun of me. They would throw me down flights of stairs. Mm. Um, They would call me horrible things, worthless, ugly. Nobody's going to ever want you in their life. You should just kill yourself. Oh my gosh. I was stabbed in the knee, I was locked in a closet, they would steal my homework, so I would fail, like I literally would fail grades, and I mean, it was constant every single day, and it, I mean, I'm sure like you spent so much time trying to figure out like what happened, what, where did this go wrong, like,
0: well, and what's wrong with me And
1: that's not the place that you should
0: go mentally, but it is. You're like, what's Mm -hmm. wrong with me? How come all of a sudden I'm not
1: being accepted by the group? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was something that stuck with me for years. I mean, all of those things, like that was the start of my anxiety disorder. And that was the start of me literally blaming myself for everything because at that age and that time was like bullying wasn't a thing people talked about yeah so I didn't know what was going on and everybody at school the teachers I mean I would the teachers would blame me they would I would be the one to get in trouble because I was stabbed in the knee and had blood all over the floor so that was my fault <laughs> so oh my gosh. that was the start of me blaming myself for everything like throughout <laughs> my life Did the
0: boys get involved too,
1: or was it just the girls? Um, It was mostly the girls, um, but the boys would sometimes join in. They definitely didn't stop it. I mean, they would feed into it sometimes, Um, but it was mostly the girls.
0: Gosh, it's so crazy too. And I remember my sister went through it and my daughter went through it. To me, it's like that sixth, seventh grade-ish area where girls just turn on each other and I don't know why, yeah. but they just do. And it's probably hormones, mm-hmm. you know, not that there's any, any excuse. I'm not excusing the behavior at all. Right. Um, right. But, you know, everybody's brains are still forming and, and girls get, you know, competitive and kind of territorial and One day, you know, your best friend is your best friend. And the next day they're your enemy, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just a crazy, crazy dynamic. And I don't know if it's that way in all schools, but I do know that the smaller setting made it a lot more difficult because who else are you going to hang out with? You know, if you've got 10 people to choose from and eight of them are not talking to you or they're making fun of you, you know, your options are very slim. Did you tell your mom and
1: dad? That's the thing um i did not do and looking back i wish i had because i think when i was going through all of that the teachers the principal every adult at school witnessed it happening firsthand and nobody stepped in and did anything they blamed me instead and so i think that on top of like having an older sister who was like really cool and popular like i didn't want her to think i was you know not pool at school. So I figured, well, I don't want my sister to think that this is happening to me. And my parents probably won't be able to help me because these adults aren't helping me. Yeah. So I didn't tell anybody. I kept it all in. I internalized everything. I mean, I think that is the absolute wrong thing to do. But back then, you know, I didn't have anybody Right. To talk to about it, I didn't have anybody coming to school and talking about bully prevention. I didn't, I didn't know. Was there a ringleader? The like, I mean, obviously you don't need to name the person, <laughs>
0: but did <was> there <laughs> one person that was like orchestrating it, like the the puppet master, or was it a, just a group that they just together were all toxic and terrible?
1: You know, it started out with one person, and then it slowly like grew into an army and then and then all of a sudden like it was all of them pretty much and i remember specifically like one of the girls i thought i could trust and that i thought was kind of on my side um, i remember she was having a sleepover and i kind of found out about it and i wasn't invited and my mom found out about it and she called this girl's mom and she was like, Hey, um, is it okay if Alicia comes to the sleepover? And she was like, yeah, that, that's fine. And I go there and all the girls were literally looking at me and the one says, you weren't supposed to be invited. Oh, and I was just like, God. okay, well this, this is great. Like and it, it just like, I don't know why that moment sticks out to me so much, but you know, I think that was also the start of like trust issues with people, you know, like I thought I could trust you guys too, but now I can't trust anybody. So, yeah. Oh God. It's such a terrible, terrible
0: time. And obviously you've come back from it, you know, so there is light at the end of the tunnel, but when you're in the Mm -hmm. middle of that, like, yeah, I remember, there was this group and I just remember all Mm -hmm. of a sudden they all stopped talking to me or there was like snickering and stuff. And you're just like, what's going on? Well, then pretty soon you're like, you don't even want to go to school. It's like, Oh yeah. Every time, everything I do, no matter if it's something I wear or whatever I'm eating or whatever I say, like constant ridicule. And you think as a child, that is a child that is trying to process Mm -hmm. that all by themselves. I just think that that is, horrible and you know I my like I said my sister went through it my daughter went through it. I think it's it's not necessarily a
1: rite of passage but it is more common than it should be I get so frustrated when people are like oh it's just a rite of passage you know it's just something you got to go through and experience it's like no it's it's not that's like traumatizing. It, 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 yeah it is it's traumatizing I mean There's no way a child at that age should ever have to experience something like that. And the thing is, is, like, people don't understand, like, it can take you five seconds to bully somebody, but that five seconds can impact so many years of their life. Like, it's not for us to say how something somebody says should affect them. Right. Have you seen any of these people since grade school. I have seen one of them. It was always very awkward because like as I got older I turned into like a people pleaser and because I didn't really have many friends growing up, I just wanted everybody to be my friend regardless of how they treated me. So like if she would reach out to me, I'd be like, "Okay, yeah, let's let's talk. Let's get together." And it always just left me feeling depleted inside. And Mm -hmm. I actually had a message from her not that long ago, like every couple of years she would resurface. And I actually had a message from her over the summer last year. And she just kind of went off on me saying that I'm making all of it up, that I was never bullied, that I'm just exaggerating everything And that I'm just using it so I can have a platform. It was one of those moments where you're like, did this really happen? Like, yeah, how old and we're still like, this is proof, like, you're still bullying me. It was kind of that catalyst moment for me where it was like, you know what? you are trying to knock me down and trying to get me to stop doing this work, but it's not like, this is only fueling me to keep going. And and it was just like, it was kind of that moment where all of the things that I have like worked through in therapy, like came into play. Like I'm going to do what I, what I teach kids to do block and ignore, be the bigger person, you know? And I, I was wanting to know, yeah, like, what do
0: you tell them to do to cope? I don't know if you're supposed to turn to, you know, your sense of humor and try and like j- joke about yourself before they beat you to the punch. Or do you stand your ground? You know, do you tell all the adults that are your parents, everybody, I mean, what, what is it that you tell kids that they should be doing? First thing I tell
1: kids is to tell an adult, whether it's a teacher a principal, a counselor, parents, like sibling, um, tell somebody because that's where, that's where I went wrong. And because I didn't have anybody to help me, I didn't have anybody to go to or anything documented really. So that's the first thing I would say is tell an adult, ask them to get involved, ask them to help, ask them to, you know, a lot of times I think Kids don't always necessarily need somebody to intervene so much as they need somebody to talk to and somebody to listen to make them feel like they're not alone. Learning like confidence, I think, is another big thing that parents can help with too, is teaching their kids to be confident in who they are, to know like it's okay to be unique, it's okay to be different, it's okay to. I don't know, I just get so passionate about this, like, yeah. and, and then there's a whole other aspect, which is cyberbullying. And like, how do you deal with that? When I was in school, I feel very lucky that I did not grow up in the cyberbullying age. Because I knew at the end of the school day, I was away from that I didn't have to deal with that for, yeah. you know, another evening. But these kids today, it's like 24-7. I think telling a parent, telling a teacher, somebody to just report it, I think is the number one thing to do. I just yeah. went off on a whole rant there. <laughs> no, no,
0: no. It was wonderful because um, it is a feeling of being lost and you don't want to be a narc. You don't want to be the tattletale yeah. because mm-hmm. that's the first thing that a bully will tell you, you know, are you going to go tattle, you know, your baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just makes you wonder like why people bully to begin with, why they pick the certain victims that they pick, you know, and it does make it think that make you think that there's something actually wrong with you when actually there's something mm-hmm wrong with them because nobody that is of right mind and kind and nice would ever treat another person like that. But when you're a kid that none of that matters. (laughs) All you know is you don't want to go to school. And that there are people there that are supposed to be your peers. They're making you feel like you don't fit in and they're making you feel like a misfit. And, um, yeah, it's a horrible place mentally for a child to be. So I do think you're right when you say like parents can get the kids involved in maybe, um, you know, extracurricular, maybe take up karate, something that's on their own, you know, where they're not Mm -hmm. having to interact with those types of people and they start
1: building up their own confidence. When I was going through that, my escape was music. I like when I would get home from school, I would just go in the basement, I would listen to music, I started writing music. And that became my outlet that became my therapy. Because, you know, that was one thing that I knew was never going to judge me, it was never going to bully me. I think to your other point of why do kids do this? I mean, that's kind of the age old question, right? Like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: what makes a kid do this? It could be so many reasons, but I mean, it could be like an external factor. Something's going on at home or they have something inside that they are trying to work through that they're projecting onto other people. Because I, I don't know about you, but I, I do believe the phrase hurt people hurt people, not in all instances, but But yeah, it's, you know, healthy, healed people don't go around hurting somebody else and telling somebody you should go kill yourself, you know, like, now that we're adults looking back, like, we know that, but these kids, they don't know that. And I think having programs in school where, you know, they have somebody coming to talk to them about this saying, like, these are all signs of bullying. If you're experiencing this, it's not okay. And it's not. rite of passage. It's not a way of life. It's not something that you should have to deal with on a daily basis. I mean, it could be anything that makes a kid start to bully, but I think nine times out of 10, it's something is going on inside of them that they don't have an outlet for themselves. So they take it on other people. Yeah. Well, and you know that there's always the little handful of kids
0: who it doesn't feel right in their belly, you know, or in their mind Mm -hmm. that makes them uncomfortable when they see it happening, but they're not feeling confident enough to speak up and say, Hey, leave, leave him alone or leave her alone. You know, you don't have to talk to Mm -hmm. her like that. You know that they're just kind of sitting by, they don't want to be on the bad side and they don't want to interfere, but they know that what's happening is wrong. You know, that's where you have to build up confidence as a group so that there are those kids that can say, hey, that's not the right way to treat somebody. Leave, leave that person alone. You know, it shouldn't have to be the one victim against a whole entire grade school of people, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. And I think too, that's like building confidence in kids to not be a bystander. And I, it doesn't even have to be like a big, like thing they don't have to make a big speech and be like, hey, this isn't okay. Don't do this. Yeah. Like it can just be something simple as like, hey, that's not cool. Like, come on, you know better. I I think, yeah, confidence in kids is key and crucial.
0: Um, what is it that you do then?
1: You go to do you go to grade schools? Yeah, so I've gone to grade schools. I actually just launched a be kind program for schools to use, um, grade schools, high schools, middle school. I am currently working on a children's book and working on finalizing some courses for schools. And I also have gone to the Minnesota State Capitol and the U.S. Capitol to speak on bully prevention and suicide prevention and to advocate for it. Um, The latest um accomplishment was passing getting the 988 passed for suicide prevention lifeline so I'm really excited about that
0: oh my gosh I was just smiling so big good for (laughs) you that is amazing for somebody that has dealt with anxiety and everything for you to put yourself out there in front of all those people and speak for what you feel passionate about kudos I mean, yeah, that's amazing. You definitely turned something bad into a positive.
1: So that is awesome. Thank you. I just want like my message to be hope and to be a message of you can go through really traumatic things and really yucky things, but it does get better. It will always get better. And on the other side of it life can be really beautiful and it, there are so many people out there that will love you and support you for who you are regardless of what you're going through right now like what you're going through right now if you're being bullied that does not define you that does not like that doesn't have to stick with you throughout your whole life you don't have to identify with that just having that bit of hope of like, Hey, yeah, this, this is gross. Like I'm going through something really gross, but seeing other people and knowing you're not alone and that they have gotten through it. That's the message I want to send. And I just want kids to know that they matter. Their lives matter. Their dreams matter. Like what they want to do with their life. I'm like getting really emotional, but like, I just, I just wish I could go and just like give every single kid a hug because like. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You wish you could go back to your old little kid self and just say, just ignore these people. This seems like a big deal Mm -hmm. right now. It is nothing. There's obviously Mm -hmm. something that's going on with them. Just go home. Listen to your music, you know, read some books, get yourself interested in other things. And it, this won't be forever because it feels like it's forever when you're going through it and it is, it's heartbreaking. So I think the fact that you're going there and giving these kids hope is wonderful and giving them some coping mechanisms too. That's great. Um, Especially, I mean, suicide has always been a thing, but it does seem like with the bullying that suicide is definitely going hand in hand with that now. Uh, more than ever. You know, I think it is because of the cyberbullying and stuff too. It's just kids can't get away from it. That all encompassing feeling is the worst if it's all negative all
1: the time. I mean, when you're that age, I mean, there are kids the age of seven that are taking their own lives. And I can't even imagine being seven years old and even knowing what that means or how to even do it. Like that shouldn't even be in their vocabulary. Like, it just breaks my heart that kids get to the point where they feel like that's their only option. And I want to spread the message that it's not. There are so many wonderful, beautiful, loving people in this world outside of your school that will not treat you like that that will love you and accept you for exactly who you are without having to change anything about yourself. You don't have to be ashamed of who you are. You don't have to be ashamed of what you've gone through because the people that love you are not going to care. Like they're going to care, but they're not going to let that like affect how they feel about you or how they see you. And that's something I wish I could go back and tell myself, (laughs) but yeah, Yeah. Do you you still write music? I do. I actually lived in Nashville, Tennessee for about eight years. And I worked in the music industry. And I actually wrote music down there and recorded an album and everything. You did? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
0: my god! Was it country music?
1: It was like Americana folk country music. Yeah. And I worked with my dream producer and Yeah, it was, it was like my little girl dream come true. You know, that's what I had always wanted to do my entire life, you know, when I was little. So
0: that is awesome.
1: Yeah. What what
0: made you move away from Nashville?
1: All of those experiences that I had, the trauma was leading me to this point so that I can use that to help other people. And from then on, it was just like, all right, let's go. Let's do it.
0: Awesome. Well, that's just great. Like I said, you turned a negative into a positive and I just think
1: it's amazing. What is it that you do for a job? So I offer um, coaching for kids, one-on-one coaching. Um, I actually also um, just launched a support group. So it's like a, like a group of kids can come together and um, just have a safe place to meet other kids virtually process what they're going through to just like feel like they're not alone um and yeah I'm working on some courses and so I I have a lot of things in the works so I'm really excited about that
0: (laughs) that's awesome okay so when you say virtually do you mean like from all over the U.S. that people could interact Mm -hmm. with you okay yep (laughs) how can people (laughs) find
1: you So you can go to my website at letsallbefriends.org and you can go on there and just click on the resources link and there should be a little form you can fill out to join the group. There's a little link um, if you want coaching and yeah, you can send an email if you just want somebody to chit chat with and talk to or you just want advice, Um, parents can reach out if they want advice, you know, on how to deal with bullying if their kids are dealing with it. So all of that is on my website.
0: And then lastly, I wanted um, you to give me the best piece of advice you've ever gotten. Mm.
1: So I think the best piece of advice I've ever gotten was from my mom. And I remember she when I first moved to Nashville, before she left, she's told me, whatever happens, whatever, if something bad happens, do not ever let the world harden you. Don't let the world harden you or your heart. Stay exactly who you are. And I think that, I mean, that was something I just always remembered because obviously, you know, (laughs) there were really bad days and hard things. And yeah, I just always remember that. So oh, that's really cool. Okay. This
0: was such a great talk. I appreciate you going deep because I know it's hard to go back and think about the the negative things that have happened to us. But like I said, you're really turning it around and you're helping so many people. So thank you so much for what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. I hope I am. But Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed speaking to you and I hope that this helps somebody out there. Oh, I'm sure it will. At
0: least, you know, people have a place to turn. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Alicia. It was so good talking to you and I'll be in touch.
1: Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.